Hello and welcome to the spoiler cast, the show where we talk about movies and we don't care about spoiling them. And October 2022 is still going on, and so we're still talking about horror movies, even though we we talk about horror movies all year. But well, you know, yeah, now but in you October, know, extra. Yeah, now in October it's all horror movies. Um, and this is going to be a little special one because this is technically a Patreon exclusive episode because yes. We uh we we like we I think we mentioned that in, in an earlier episode. We have too many uh too many movies we want to talk about here in October. Um, yeah. So we kind of you know we don't have so, enough uh, we don't have enough slots in the podcast to talk about them all. And I mean it's been a it's been a pretty good year for horror movies so far. Um, I mean we've had two really really good ones. We had uh, just recently, of course, we had The Innocents. Oh, yes. Um and earlier in the year we had the Black Phone, which is also one of my favorite movies this year. Wasn't um, um X this year as well? X was this year. I was a big fan of X. I mean we both were, but I was a little more ecstatic than you yeah. were. But um yeah, there's another big horror movie that was coming out uh last week. Um that uh, uh yeah it's a it's a horror remake, which I was like, eh. <laughs> But then the trailer came, and I was kind of like, ooh, I'm interested in this, because I'm a big fan of the original. A huge fan of the original, really. It's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. I'm talking, of course, about Hellraiser. Um, so we're going to discuss the Hellraiser 2022 remake, and whether or not it's... Uh, it's, it's, uh, it, 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 it earns its existence, <laughs> so to speak. Well... Oh, yeah. I have to ask you though, is it really a remake? I mean, it's a reimagining, it's a reboot, or whatever you want to call it. It's Because it feels like it just could have taken place after all the other ones, really. I mean, it could, but then it, then it would exist in the same universe as uh, Bloodlines and uh, Hellworld. Uh, and, you know, they kind of don't want to. <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible sequels, yeah. Yeah, that's um, true. So I'm. I don't think it is. It's a. It's a reimagining. It's a reboot, so to speak. Um, yeah. True. Sure. Yeah. Oh, and also I should mention that this is. Um, we're gonna. We're, we're recording this for our patron audience, but it's also going to be you know released for a general audience. It's such such a big release. I mean, it's Hellraiser 2022. Um, yes. So our patron audience, you're gonna get it, of course, early today. We're recording it on Monday. You're getting it today. Um, but our general audience will get it later in the week, so it's an extra episode, so to speak. Probably an extra episode. Probably an extra episode. We yeah. haven't really planned out October yet because we're kind of winging it, depending on what releases and what we can get uh, our hands on, basically. Yeah. Um. So we'll see in which order things are released. Yeah, but at least you know our patron, our paying audience will. Oh get yes. It today. Yeah. This is definitely going up on Patreon. So. Let's get into the movie just uh, uh, right away, I think, because we've already talked yeah. four minutes. <laughs> um, you, you've, you've seen the original, right? I have. Barely a, remember it, though. It's been a while, I think. Uh, I, it must have been like this year or last year because it had. I remember watching it because we were watching Inferno. Yes, we talked about Hellraiser Inferno earlier this year when we talked yeah. about Scott Derrickson. Was it? I had to do. Yeah, it was when we did uh, Multiverse of Madness because he was involved in the first right. Um, yes, Doctor Strange movie. Um, and he he wrote and directed Inferno, which is uh one of the better 
of the sequels. Um, not great, but it's okay. <laughs> it's, um, but yeah, I I uh, I am a huge fan of the original. I think for for the time when it came out, it was like a revolution. Because <laughs> in the the later stages of the eighties, the slasher genre had like ruined horror at that time because you know 70s yeah. we had a little a little more class when it came to horror we had some exploitation exploitation as well of course but then the 80s came you know you had halloween which was still classy it was still a, a well-made movie but it, you know it had those slasher elements you know a crazy yes. killer stalking teenagers and then um that fucker what's his name uh, Cunningham something who saw the movie and I was like hey I can make 68 billion movies like this in a row and make money off of them I'll make the Friday the 13th movies yeah um, yeah and then that just opened the floodgates for for cheap like Friday the 13th or Halloween knockoffs yeah and yeah some of them are good I mean I sure. I, I love I love 80s movies I love the Friday the 13th movies as well but they're not they're not good movies <laughs> none of them are like good <laughs> they're cheap no some um, of them are acceptable at least yeah sure but i mean they're not they're not works but of most art. of them are almost terrible to be honest yeah. yeah so in the in the you know in the in the middle of all this uh clive barker releases a uh, hellraiser which is this um this psycho psychological like erotic uh, you know story of of uh of like boundless love, boundless lust, you know, pleasure and pain, and it's a it's a story with characters and like, um, it's it's it has like themes and layers. It's like a real movie, and it has so much gore and gross stuff. So it works as a horror movie as well, you know, yeah. as an eighties horror movie. It is just it is just like a such a breath of fresh air uh, when it drops in nineteen eighty seven. Um, the sequels are quickly, you know, planned, of course, because that was the whole thing. You know, you got to do sequels. You got to have 68 uh, Freddy Krueger movies and <laughs> Michael Myers movies, you know, and they're all, it's all diminishing returns. Um, yes. Unfortunately. It, it made Pinhead a bit of a, a a classic monster almost, though. Yes, that's what I mean. Like, but Pinhead, that's, that's or, he's not even called Pinhead originally. Yeah, he's just no. a Cenobite. He's a lead Cenobite. In the book, he's called, like, the Hell Priest. This yes. is based on a book, um, which I haven't read. I've read parts of it. Ooh, that's um, true. We should check out the book. Yes, yes. It's available as an audiobook on YouTube. Uh, yeah, with, I don't, okay I don't do audiobooks, to okay. be honest. <laughs> I can't. And, yeah, anyway, yeah. So instead of, like, pe- pe- people didn't really seem to... I mean, some, of course, appreciated the, uh, the, uh, the artistry of the movie. But yeah, most people are just like, ooh... The Cenobites are cool because they're gross monsters. Yeah. So that like, pretty quickly became the focus of the sequels. Just, oh, Pinhead walks around killing people. Even though that was never the point of the original. It's just like, ugh. The second, remind the me, what's is, the point of the original? The point of the original, it's a, the point of the original, or the point, I don't know. The story, <laughs> is it's a story of... Um, uh, yeah, like I said, like like um, um, boundless lust, like how how far a man can go in pursuit of like the the absolute edge of uh, 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 or uh, like lust or or, or uh, feeling sensation <coughs> like pleasure, right. or Pain, you know, and that's what they talk about. Because the only Frank- thing I remember from that movie really is is 
there's a husband and a wife that have a daughter, and they move into a house, and the husband's brother has an affair with the wife. Yes, and he used to live in that house, but he was right. he was a uh, what they call a hedonist, basically just super uh. horny guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, you know, he had he had explored, you know, his um. Uh, his, his his sexuality and his sensations as much as he could, but you know there was it was never enough. He could he, he could never more. reach that. He could never reach the super you know peak of it the until he climax. Yeah, basically, yeah, basically until he heard about uh, Le Marchand's toy box or the puzzle box. It's just called the right, puzzle yeah. box in the original. Um, which is said to you know, uh, like give the uh, if you if you solve the puzzle, it will give you all the ultimate pleasure, basically, or yeah. the ultimate sensory experience. So he does, of course, releasing the cenobites, which gives him, um, with what they call you know, uh, like sensations, according to them, yeah, sensational. Yeah, yeah. Sen- sensations beyond pleasure and pain. You know where they where like they go beyond the human spectrum and become one, basically. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a little much. I mean, the way they describe it in the book is insane, even even more than in the movie. The movie is just, oh, it's hooks and chains, but he kind of likes it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that doesn't. just looks like BDSM, but extra. <laughs> oh, very extra, yeah. I mean, they rip him apart. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, eventually. But in the beginning, it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, there, there are people out there who like having hooks in them and being suspended from the ceiling. Yeah, sure they, sure. they find pleasure in that. Sure, that's the yeah. BDSM bit extra, I guess. But then, yeah, yeah they go a little bit too far. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so he, yeah, he is he is taken to their um, to their realm, so to speak, hell, basically in the original, and it's another dimension yeah. in the movie. Um, and then, yeah, sometime later, the family uh, moves in. I don't remember their names. Whatever, yeah, but the, the the wife before just before the wedding had an affair with Frank, which is the brother <laughs> Frank Cotton. Right. Um, oh, her name's like Catherine or something, right? Uh, Caitlin. Julie. No, know. Julie is the daughter. daughter. Whatever. <laughs> we should probably bring up the IMDb. <laughs> Don't you? Ha- didn't you have the IMDb up? Well, well for Hellraiser twenty twenty two. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Not the original, because we're talking about twenty twenty two here, probably. Technically, yeah. yes, technically. But we gotta talk. You you asked what the original was about. Those yeah, because yeah, um, I don't remember. It's Julia. Yeah, Claire Higgins plays Julia. Right. Um, the daughter is Kirsty. Kirsty. Yes. And Anne Robertson plays the father, Larry. 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 Yeah, he's obviously the the like uh, the square of the two brothers. So that's why like yeah. Ju- Julia basically marries him <laughs> for security, but she's really into Frank. Yeah. So when um, you know when they move into to to the house where he where he disappeared into the other dimension, you know, and uh, an accident with a with a rusty nail, uh, ah, right. spills, spills some blood on the floor in the attic. Um, Frank is able to escape from the the Cenobite. It dimension. opens the portal basically. Yeah, and he comes back as basically a lump of flesh. Right. Um, he, he's not fully formed. He needs bodies to come back. And Julia, once again, playing on the theme of like uh, lust and and uh, you know se- sexuality, she she wants to have what she had with Frank so much. She's she's so hungry for that dick that she is <laughs> willing to kill to get it. So it must she have been lo- some fantastic sex. To be yes, ex- exactly. Because he, obviously he knew what he was doing. It was his thing. Sure. You know? 
That sure. was that was his whole existence, basically. <laughs> that was um, all he lived for. Yes, yes. And died um, for. And died for, yeah, exactly. And now comes back for, comes back yeah. to life for, like, he's done it all at this point. <laughs> um, yeah, so she lures men up to the attic where she, like, uh, right. does, well, she doesn't kill them. She just No, she just leaves them in them. there. And and Frank sucks the life out of them. He basically yeah. eats them or sucks their soul out of them. But she does sacrifice her husband as well, right? That's the last one. Yeah, the last one. They take mm. they take Larry's skin, right? Because he can't grow his own skin. Well, that's and, the original. <laughs> yeah, that's the original. And of course, where the Cenobites that that's really yeah. You don't even really have to involve the Cenobites because that's basically the story. Where yeah. the Cenobites come in is that of course you know. Uh, the um, the puzzle box is still there. Kirsty finds it. She um, she of course like oh it's a puzzle box. I gotta try to figure it out. She opens the box, yeah. which of course brings forth the Cenobites and they're like yes. Now we're gonna put our hooks into you. And she's like no, because she, she doesn't want to of course. But but as as uh, Pinhead says, you opened the box. We came. That's it. They don't care. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. But she says I can get you the one who escaped. I can get you Frank. Right, because she knows at that point she knows about Frank. Yeah, because he lives in the she, attic. <laughs> yeah, she's seen him, right? Yeah. Well, that's that's what like the sequels play on, right? They they keep on the whole Cenobites just if not you then someone else or like I, we want a body. That's all we care about. Yeah, they yeah, and I mean that is that is their like goal in the original as well. It's just that's not the story. No, I remember that just from the side part that, of it. Like, the story is basically um, the guy is well, he's running away from guilt, or he's it's about guilt. Yes, but that's generally, why I, and that's why I think that is kind of interesting because it's not just a slasher movie where Pinhead kills people because he wants to. Like he doesn't even actually want to kill people; he wants to torture people to give them that sensation. And yeah. then if they're special, he'll turn them into a cenobite. That's the whole thing. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's in, what I remember Inferno... when I watched. The new one, because I, I remembered Inferno and the whole he, he's he's cheating on his wife and he's he's like an addict or something. Yes. So he's guilty, and that's it's literally or basically, uh, the Cenobites are just haunting him because he walks around with a mountain of guilt all the time. Yeah, and that, like I said, that's what makes Inferno interesting. It has yeah. it has something else. It's not it's not really the themes of the original. It's in, instead of like yeah, uh, lust and and. Uh, 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 love, it's, uh, yeah, it's guilt. But at least it's something, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a person that they can put their hooks in because, you know, um, because of what he has done. Yeah. I feel like the new one, the 2022 version, has yeah. similar themes to Inferno more than to the original. Yes. Um, because <laughs> the new again, one... again, we have someone who's struggling with addiction. Yeah. And guilt, eventually. <laughs> yes. Um... There is also they they hint at the whole you know uh, one of the ultimate experience in in in, uh, in pain and pleasure they they hint at that with um, yes uh, the guy in the house uh, uh, Voigt, the no, art collector Voigt, yeah um, which is actually they kind of actually tie in a lot of the stuff from the second movie uh, Leviathan no not Leviathan what's it called oh uh, whatever that's the one where they introduce Leviathan which is the god of flesh and the god of whatever who is the god of Pinhead. Um, right, because that's the whole, you know, the big, the big thing in the end mm-hmm. that Voigt wants to have an audience with God to get the, you know, the ultimate power, basically. Um, so well, they kinda, yeah, 
they kind of packed in uh, uh, Hellraiser 1 and 2 into one movie, basically. Sort of. But made it their own yeah. thing. Um, yeah, but here it is. Uh, yeah, a, uh, a former, well, I guess current drug addict. She's still... Yeah, know, she's she, in the program. Yeah, but she's not really <laughs> adhering to it too well. No. Um, she, her, her boyfriend... She, yeah, she has problems at home. Of course, she lives with her brother and his boyfriend <laughs> and another roommate. I another think? roommate, yeah, Nora. A girl, yeah. Um, but you know, she gets thrown out, so she goes to hang with her her degenerate boyfriend, who, at first, spoilers maybe, I thought was like, oh, what a cool guy. Like, for once, we have like a nice boyfriend character. But yeah, <laughs> they ruin that in the end. Whatever, we get to we'll get to that. Yes. Yeah. He mentions like, yeah, if if you need money, you know, I know of a like a shut down warehouse where uh, we left a big rich container. people just yeah yeah rich people just bring in stuff and uh, I know there's one left. Yeah, we can just go get it. Whatever it is, it's gonna be worth money. I have the keys still because he works for the delivery company. Well, he had the code at least. Yeah. <coughs> well, he does work for the delivery company. Yeah, that's true. Because he he, he talks and they end about... up. Well, they get it. They get in there yeah. and they, they open it up and it turns out to be that puzzle box. It's the puzzle box, yeah. Um, Which is a bit disappointing at first. Because they're like, yeah. fuck it. There's no it, money. There's no money. There's no gold. Where's all the jewels? But like, they're gonna, yeah, he's gonna get it appraised. But she, of course, starts fucking with it. Um, and she opens the box. Yes. But then, yeah. Uh, sort of she like... She gets cut, right? But then her... Brother turns up and he gets cut as well. Yeah, there's this new this new aspect to it where when if when you when you solve any stage of the puzzle, yeah, a little knife comes out and if it cuts you, that means that you're the one who's going to get the the, the procedure, so to speak. Yeah, you're the next one to get grabbed. Yeah. Um but she of course says, No, no, I, I was a mistake. I didn't I didn't mean to open it. And then you hear just if not you, another and yes. they basically pick the person you think of or or point them towards because she doesn't even say her brother's name, but he's the one no, they but pick. He, he gets cut as well. Oh right. Yeah. Because he's, he's grabs he's it out of her hand. Box. He's drawn <clears throat> to the box because he sees he dreams of her with hooks coming out of her. That's when he wakes up and says, Something's wrong. Oh she, right. He yeah, he has a nightmare. Him, yeah. Know? So he is right. drawn to the box. Um, hmm. I don't. They don't really explain that part, to be honest. Maybe it's because she's thinking of him, like you said. I don't know. Yeah, the other times it is. Yeah, whoever gets stabbed by it, because he does get yeah. stabbed by it in the in the hand when he grabs it. Yeah, and then disappears. And then disappears. Um. So of course, you know. Yeah. She she tries what, to figure the, out we, the mystery behind the box. I gotta say something though. <laughs> We've kind of gone on into this in the wrong order because we usually, since it's a new movie. Oh shit! You should do yeah. the spoiler-free version first. So, yeah, that was well, just that, the intro. That's, that's, yeah, that's just that's the literally it's the fine. first fifteen minutes, basically. Yeah. Let's talk about what we actually think of the movie instead, okay. and then we go into the story <laughs> and the spoilers. So, do you remember what you thought of it? Because you saw it a few days ago, and you almost forgot it. You said, "Yes, um, I actually, for once, not for once, but it's been a while now. I've been." I actually, I actually wrote a a pretty substantial review on on uh, on um, oh, Letterboxd, right. and I I can I can just read from that a little bit because honestly, it's kind of left my mind except for some visuals. Because yeah, we'll talk about why later. Um, I wrote I wrote I wrote this. Uh, 
this turned out this turned out to actually be a legitimate movie. I was talking about how all the other movies are just trash. The other sequels. Yeah. yeah. Full of amazing set design, special effects, and wonderfully delicious gore. Yes. Where it falls short is in the writing, mediocre dialogue, and generally uninteresting characters. Because we don't really get to know much about them other than, she's an addict, and he's gay, and he's the boyfriend, and she's the roommate. And then there's the, the other boyfriend. Oh, yeah, and the, uh, the boyfriend, of course, yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's it for characters. Yeah. Well, they're just cannon father, technically, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's a thing. Like this isn't supposed to be slasher. They shouldn't be cannon father. They should be characters. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. But what I said. But what I miss the most is the depravity of Clive Barker's original. Um, it's what every sequel has gone wrong. Hellraiser was never about Pinhead running around killing people. It was a story of lust and love and the limits of pleasure of pain. Um. Uh, this new version retains some of the original themes, but severely skims on the sexual stuff and thinks a high body count can compensate for it. As much fun as that is, it lacks the complexity of the original, and I don't think another Hellraiser movie will ever get it right. <laughs> this was a good attempt, though. So, three out of five yeah. is what I gave it. Because it was a good, it was just not, it's not Hellraiser good, you know. It's, yeah, I kind of agree. It's not, it's not a fantastic movie. It's not a fantastic horror movie, either. Um, personally, I feel like it gives a, a valid insight to the Cenobites and their whole, like, religion or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Because um, it, it gives you enough to be curious, but it's not like it's over-exploitative and just telling us about their entire uh, legacy or whatever. Yeah. No, there's like, a lot of... There's cool. a lot of exposition, yeah. There's yeah, but it's not too much. Not too much. But once again, you know, like... That's not the important part. At least no, not for me. They're that's changing. Not the important part, the thing is, Hellraiser has changed. Obviously, I they, know they so they figured out that Pinhead was the cool guy, and they just ran with it. Yeah. And since then, they've developed this whole Cenobite lore. Lore, yeah, yeah. which is obviously interesting and kind it of. It is, cool. yeah. It's interesting. It's just not what I found the most interesting. No, it's not what Hellraiser was, but it is, yeah. unfortunately, what Hellraiser is now, which is the part I think is cool, because I'm not a fan of the original. I didn't like it that much. It wasn't anything spectacular to me. <clears throat> anyway. Not that I remember, at least. <laughs> um, but I do like this one, because we get um, we get, we get get more of the Cenobites. We get the Void and his whole um, attempt at talking to them, I suppose, or yeah. his well, then- quest... Then you would probably like the second one because uh, Doctor Chenard in the second movie is basically Void. Oh, he like uses mental patients to, to try out. and figure out the puzzle box. Yeah, because it's interesting how he, um, the the lengths he goes to, and then of course, whenever you ask a god for anything, you never get what you ask for. No, exactly. It's uh, it's always with their twist or their interpretation. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like um. Uh, do you remember the movie Bedazzled, Javelin Yog, with Brendan Fraser? Yeah. Like, you have to be really, the devil's in the detail, dude. Exactly, yeah. You have to be really careful when you ask the devil yeah, for something. Void asks for um, ultimate power or something, right? Um, the first time. Well, no, he the gets... first time he asks for, you know, that that the... the ultimate experience. That's why, Right, you know, the ultimate experience. That's why they put the mechanical parts... That that pulls his nerves through his body. Yeah, because he he's it's it. 
Yeah, it touches on his nerves every time. You know, yeah. the very sensitive part of you. Uh, once again, we're but just talking about basically is. the ending of the movie. But uh... No, but that's introduced kind of early, though. No, it's not. Oh, not. I'm sorry. <laughs> Either way, Either that's way, the yeah. cool part. The whole Riley shit, I don't really Yeah, care. that's just... No, yeah, and that's another thing. This movie's so long. It's like two hours yeah, it's two long. Hours. It's like an hour and 50 without credits. No, um, no, it's like now we're 55 without credits. Oh, okay, yeah. And this, and that's the thing with all the other Hellraiser movies, um, they're all around like one hour 20, maybe yeah. one hour 30. And it's actually kind of funny because they became kind of famous for editing <laughs> down their movies, um, whoever it was that released those. Because there is the fourth one, it's the only one that kind of survived. There is a director's cut of the fourth one. Which has kind of been... It's like a fan edit that put together like deleted scenes and stuff. And it's a very different movie. And they just... Uh, it's not still not very good. I've seen it. But um, at least it's more coherent than the original number four. Bloodlines. <laughs> the one in space. Or technically in <clears throat> oh, space. Right, but also yeah. in the like 1700s. Whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but they did that. And from, you know... Rumor has it then that they did that with basically every movie. They just cut out anything that wasn't like gore or you know disgusting or pinhead like cut out everything yeah. just, just give give the audience give the audience what they want throw 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 the cookies at the crowd basically you know yeah who cares if it's coherent <laughs> yeah uh this time though they just left they, they basically dragged an 80 minute story into two hours because there's a yes. lot of like downtime and not even like ooh like shots where they're just standing around like an like an indie movie like where you know there's stuff in their face no it's just it's just very slow it's also kind of repetitive yes because once because again they need several bodies which yeah that's yeah a, that's a thing in the original but it's kind of dispatched with pretty quickly and it's more about kirsty finding out about julia and frank here it's yeah. all about them getting all the bodies yeah even though it's it's interlaced with them trying to figure out what it is it yeah. still just ends up being chapters almost. Yeah, where you as see soon every as someone is, is taken, taken yeah. that feels like a separate chapter. Yeah. And okay, so we we failed the whole spoiler thing, so nah. we're just gonna keep spoiling stuff. Sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was me also. <laughs> yeah. Um, because in the beginning it's very slow at first. We, like you said, we don't really get to explore Riley or her other the other character. It is Riley, right? That's her name. I think yeah, it's Riley. Yeah, Riley, uh, or the other characters really. We just get to know like relationships, and that's it. Very random with the roommate. I they just needed another body, I suppose. Yeah, exactly, because she has nothing to do yeah. in the entire movie until she becomes a victim. They do explain that she has some history with them, obviously, because she's like th- this is what we do every time she relapses. Yeah, but yeah, that's like, okay. That's so one you've line. been through her her addiction before. Cool. Yeah. That's one line. Who the fuck she, are you? She basically has no dialogue other than that until no. she dies. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so it's weird. Terrible. Yeah, this movie works only because it has really cool um, set designs and uh, costumes. Basically, yes, like that's all it has. Yeah, we've basically talked about the whole plot. The the turn it turns <laughs> out, um, it's it's not it's not it's not just by chance that Riley gets the box. Um, because no. her boyfriend, whatever his name is, Trevor, 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 yes, um, yeah, Trevor. Uh, Trevor turns out actually worked for Voight, 
Um, and, and you know, uh, he was hired to get bodies. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Was hired to get new victims for the box, because this is also a, kind of a new thing that the box have several different configurations. That is, that's it's that's sort of in the original, not in the original, but in the later movies. It's, there's different configurations of the box, especially in the second movie. Uh, but here they kind of ex- expanded it, so you have. I don't remember all those different stages, but you know the the final. If you if you get to the the sixth stage, that's I think when it, you yeah, it's six, right? Yeah, that's when you get to talk. That's Leviathan. That's when you get to talk to God. That their God, yeah. Leviathan. Um, and you get to make a wish, basically. Yeah, and that, but that also means then because that means that six people have to futz around with the box, which means you need six victims because yeah. each person gets killed who, who touches it, basically. Um. So yeah, Voight, Voight, of course, is still alive. Um, I, I, I guess they they don't explain if he like escaped, you know, like um, uh, like Frank does in the original, or if he was just left with that contraption in his chest. I think he was just left. That was his like he asked for something. He got it in their version, and that's what he has to live with. And he's like, no, fuck it. This is not what I meant. This is not what I wanted. Yeah, it was too much for his for his human uh, uh, soul. So yeah, he wants to get back to the sixth stage and like ask Leviathan to reverse it, basically. Yes. And that's 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 what they manages to do in the in the end. Yeah. So they, um, the, it's, it's kind of kind of cool when that like the machine that you know is implanted in him just falls out of him. Super gross. Yeah, and he heals up. I'm like, ooh, nice. Yeah. But then, of course, Leviathan is just like, well, I'm just not just, not just going to let you go, and then just kill some. No, because anyway. uh, Pinhead says like, well, you you need to, you can you can't return the gift, but you can exchange it. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's right, that's right. So I gotta uh, I gotta say <laughs> I I kind of spaced out in the end a little bit because it's like you know this is something like that, and he he wanted the ultimate sensation. So well, the next step, this was what they came up with when he said ultimate sensation. All oh, right, the whole nerve twitching thingy. Says he didn't like it. Well, there's there's one more thing you can do, and then he gets taken. He gets yeah. He gets and he, he gets becomes turned into a cenobite. A cenobite, yeah, yeah. Which is also very reminiscent of um, the bad guy, Doctor Shenard, in the second movie, because his his uh, his desire is to you know go beyond and actually become a cenobite, and he becomes a cenobite in the end. Well, um, since that's the only cool part, want to talk about the cenobites? Yes, let's talk about the Cenobite design because they look awesome. They look very cool. Um, in the original, um, you know, they had see. all the. They basically looked like yeah, BDSM people, but like extreme because you know of the ripped flesh and you know mm, open yes. wounds and stuff. But they had the leather stuff on them and every or PVC or whatever it was. Here they've gone one step further and like they're like ripped off skin has been turned into their clothes and some of them are just yes. basically naked um yes and they have all it, the you know it looks like they've been tortured in in like inhuman ways because that's the whole thing yeah they are, we they have are, like um, we have um we have one guy who doesn't have a face well he doesn't have a head but he does have a face what? Which one is he, that? Yeah, he's he's not really one of the memorable ones, but he, he's the first picture that come up when I when I looked at him on IMDb. Oh, okay. They all have like metal attached, obviously. Yes. Because how else would they keep things or, where they are? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
But then we have like the cool one, that one that talks, uh, the the one that looks sort of like an Asian lady with piercings and a hoodie. Yeah, which is kind of reminiscent of one of the original Cenobites. Yeah, I think the lady Cenobite in the original. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it though. To be no, honest, no, it's very very hard to describe. But specifically, Pinhead though. Yeah, that's the easiest one because <laughs> everyone knows how Pinhead it looks. Has pins inserted into the uh, Yes, head. I was about to say that, because the original actors for Pinhead has usually been male, right? Yeah, it was it was um it was the same guy in all the movies up until like the last two. Right. And he, and he was like, that's it. I'm done with this. Doug uh, Doug Bradley. <clears throat> exactly. And he had now... he, he had actually played the Pinhead character um in like a a, a stage play that um yeah that um uh, what's what his name? The heck? Clive Barker uh, had written before this, before this, uh, the book, the Hellbound Heart. The, oh. like the Hell Priest character, before it was defined properly, was actually appeared in in a play he made, and that's why he got the role in the movie. Okay, As, if I remember correctly, <clears throat> I, I did some research earlier or last year or even the year before that when I was uh, I was planning on making a video about all this. I might still do that, but you know. I've made a video in so long, so I don't know where to start. Either but, way, but yeah. Pinhead is supposed to be uh, an it. It's not a he or a she. Yes, in the in I the, mean, most of the Cenobites are supposed to be like andro- andro- What's the word? Androgynous. And, and, yes, thank you. Yeah, in the yeah in the book, they're described as like. It's just a being. It's not. Yeah, a, it's uh, they have they have they mostly have female features, but their genitals have been removed. You can't really tell. Yeah, that's a thing. Well, you can see that on when they do turn Voight into Cenobite in the end, yeah. his dick disappears. Yeah, they they rip that off. Yeah, because you know that's that's <laughs> that's kind of weird. Yeah, like having like having having you know pleasures with your organs. Now nah, that's child's play. We go beyond that. You don't need that anymore. Yeah. Um, but so- um, in this case, it's a Jamie Clayton who plays well the physical form of of a uh, Pinhead. Yeah. Though they must have altered her face and head. Oh a yeah, lot. you can, you can, you you don't recognize even like an no an iota of her. She's completely gone under that makeup. And in the trailers, it looks just CGI. All of it. Yeah, but in the movie, it's uh, all uh, makeup, physical right? Makeup. Yeah, at least. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, it looks better in the movie at least because oh, in the yeah. trailer it looks really bad. To be honest, it looks cool, but it looks video game. I haven't, I haven't like watched the trailer in a while. Game. Maybe I need to do that because I don't, I don't remember. Some of the pictures have that issue as well. It looks oh, okay. very cool video game. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but no. it bothered me that they were they were going for this androgynous style, yet. Pinhead looks very feminine to me, in the face, in the facial structure. Um, they should have gone for another actress that was more androgynous. Even though they added on to it, it still has. Well, I read a femininity to it. I might be wrong, but Jamie Clayton is trans. So no, she still looks maybe female. I'm, maybe I'm completely wrong, but I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, you know. Yeah, no. If 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 she's trans, then yeah, you look too much like a girl for this case. <laughs> I might be wrong about that. I just read that in some trivia somewhere. Uh, yeah, here it says. Uh, wait, no. Yes, this is the first 
uh, Hellraiser movie to have a female. <coughs> no, wait, that's not it. Where did, where did I read that? Hold on. I gotta just see, because. Here, here's. here's um... Yeah. Famous American makeup artist uh, and RuPaul's Drag Race season 13 contestant, Gottmik. Gottmike? Got. I don't know. Got got I don't whatever. know, yeah. Was screened in an edition as the film entered pre production it says pre production for the role of Pinhead. After being seen by Bruckner, the director, in his drag race finale extravaganza look that was Pinhead. That's cool. Right. While, while Gottmik or Gottmike ultimately did not secure the role like actress Jamie Clayton that did. That did. Okay. This is poorly written. So both maybe it's are not prominent true. trans artists. Exactly. Both are prominent trans oh. artists. Maybe that just means that she does trans makeup. I don't know. I don't know. Just, I, I don't know what trans that means artists, either, to be so. But either way, I, th- I thought, yeah, some shots, obviously, Hell Priest or Pinhead looks kind of female in this movie. But the voice is completely, it's completely androgynous. They have, they have managed to, yes. to make it perfectly like i don't know if this is female or male this is somewhere in between and also kind of demonic. yeah no but i think it's because they uh they layered voices didn't they yes definitely they did um and also i think some shots uh of her face is uh i mean i can't tell i didn't think she, she looked f- female you know um there's obviously like but that's always when it comes to like uh androgyny there's always like fairer features kind of leading yes. towards feminine more than masculine because it's less sure. um it's less uh, it's, it's less specific you know like you have too much you can you can make someone look androgynous but if you put too much muscle on them then they would appear masculine more than feminine sure you know? sure the stuff like that That's i guess I think... it's the it's probably the roundness of the face that makes it feminine in this case. Yeah, but for me that just meant that all facial features disappeared because the the head is like an egg, basically. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose. So uh, yeah, I, I, don't I, know, thought, I just I, got a. F- I think it would have helped also if if, if Pinhead was taller because she looked he they it looked kind of short in certain scenes compared to other people. Oh, I didn't even think of that. But that that was just me going like, wait, isn't this supposed to be? And it, and it looks like a girl, and I just started nitpicking. Probably, okay. Yeah, now yeah, for me it worked. It worked because the other ones you can kind of see gender on, but then I don't really yes. care. They were played by, they weren't they weren't described to be genderless. Well, I mean, you can tell that they don't have a gender anymore. Yeah, because it's all been cut off. One of them even has like a flesh wound. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The other that... ones are just Ken dolls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just I just saw the one with the yeah the face but no head. Yeah, yeah. I must have missed that in the movie. I think that is that's that one is only in one of the like um, flashbacks or something with oh, points. Okay. I don't think it's like that one doesn't stand around in the garden like the rest of them. No, no, exactly. Yeah, which is where you see most of them. The garden. Yeah. <sighs> oh, yeah, he looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks like. Um, he looks like that dude in the in the Pirates of the Caribbean in the ship. Oh, oh no! Yeah, you know the, what I mean. The uh, guy who's just a face, basically. Yeah, who's been he's been part of the ship so long. He's he's literally become part of the ship. Yeah, it looks and like his, it. his brain is still when he like moves off of the the side of the ship. His brain is still attached to the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. looks like yeah. him. Yeah. Um. <coughs> yeah. So yeah, 
And all their... But like, other than that, all the Cenobites look awesome. Look awesome. That and their own flesh is like their clothing. Even even for Pinhead, like the skirt is the the flesh or the skin of the legs, basically. Yeah, it's fucking disgusting. Um, so cool. I, and d- dare I say it, I think the Cenobites are cooler in this than in the original. I mean... Yes. Don but Bradley, it's because... Because of modern makeup and, and CGI and stuff. Sure, yeah. And Doug Bradley as Pinhead is always going to be the best. Sure, when, it's when iconic. He, yeah, when he says, when he says uh, we have such sights to show you, that will never be topped by anyone. They do it in this movie, and it was like, oh, that's cool, but no, it's not the same. No. Doug Bradley is still the king of, Pin, of, of Cenobites. But uh, yes. like in general, yeah, this movie, they far exceeded the original, I think. It's a it's a well well used money. On oh that yes, because I feel like that's that and um, the mansion is where they put all the money. Yeah, the actors looks- are all. Uh, I mean, the main cast are all people like you kind of recognize, but they're not big names. No, I yeah, I recognize the guy who played the Voight guy. I've seen him and stuff, but I didn't yeah, he's recognize in, uh, anyone else. I think most of them are. I recognize them from like TV shows and stuff. Yeah, because they're all pretty young, and you know, I don't watch young stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, I also think most of them, or a lot of them, are like in Marvel shit, probably. Oh. Yeah, um, the guy who played Colin, he's in in, um, S.H.I.E.L.D. for one thing, but I don't think that's where I saw him. I've seen him somewhere else. Yeah. I have, yeah, uh, the guy who plays Trevor was in Outer Banks. Um, Right. He's he's I I have seen him and stuff. He's in Love Simon, um, which I I saw that movie. It's pretty good, but I don't remember him because I think he's just a small. He's, he's Garrett. I don't know. Garrett is in Love Simon. Yeah, who remembers that one? <laughs> exactly. Um, and I know you you watched and liked Outer Banks, right? So yeah, uh, first there. season at least. I don't know yeah. if the second season ever came out. There is something called Outer Banks Two official teaser, but it's just it's. It's labeled it's as just a short. Teaser. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so they're know. working on it, probably. Yeah. Oh, he's in the. Yes. He plays Hawkins <sighs> in Scream, the TV series. Ah, that's where I recognize him, probably. Yeah. Right, Brandon Flynn, who plays the brother, he's in Thirteen Reasons Why. Okay, so a, yeah, that's where I recognize him. Yeah, they're all. I think they're all from like TV shows. So it doesn't feel like they 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 didn't put money on the actors. They put money on the set and. Definitely the effects. Yeah. Well, we should also mention that this is a, a streaming... This is a Hulu movie. That's true. Yeah. It so. did have, like, one place where it showed in theaters, and it was for a, it was for a festival. Um, yeah. Oh, no. What's his name? Chris Tucker? T- Tuckman? St- Stuckman? Stuckman? <laughs> that dude. Yeah. Uh, he saw it in, like, Scarefest or something. Yeah, I know a lot of people saw it there. They had like a screening there, which is the only place you could have seen it in theaters. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, and um, I don't know how much, you know, because. There's I was, not much else I was, to talk about when it comes no, to I was, this. No, I was going to say, because I was very vocal online about not being able to see it, and all of a sudden uh, we have both seen it. But, you know, we found it. Yes. No thanks to Hulu. Yeah, no thanks to Hulu. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like you said, I've heard rumors that say. it might not even be released here in Sweden ever, which is just insane. I mean, of course, if it gets a physical release, you can import it later. But like, 
why wouldn't you like this should be yeah like this like is, i mentioned when you tweeted that i was like yeah every other streaming service except for like hulu and peacock have yeah. a nordic version or a, a worldwide version of some sort yeah and this was like a big it was like, this was like a big deal when 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 uh when it was announced like because people oh, yeah. actually wanted a new like real proper hellraiser movie so then to just like not unceremoniously, but kind of just like crap it out on Hulu and not give it a even a small theatrical release other than a film festival, um, and not release it in any other fucking country. Like what? It's kind of weird, yeah, especially since that's... it looks like a pretty big production. It yeah. doesn't feel like a cheap streaming direct streaming movie. Like we said, all the sets, all the costumes, all the gore looks great, and I mean <coughs> the actors aren't bad per se. No. It's more the writing. They I don't have... Say. Yeah, they don't have a lot to work with. Yeah. That's the issue. Yeah. So, uh... Um, I gotta say, Trevor, the guy who played Trevor, he did really convincing um, acting. I thought, like you said, I thought he was a good boyfriend in the beginning. Yeah. And then I even almost felt like he actually regretted stuff in the end. Yeah, exactly. Like, it worked. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. But I think, yeah, I think this is... We're gonna cut this one short, I think. <laughs> Yeah, there's not much more to talk about. Like, no, um, it's not fantastic. It's not bad. No, and it's it's um, uh, we've talked about that before when it comes to remakes. Like, sure, you know, it doesn't have to be the greatest movie ever made. It doesn't have to be better than the original. Very few movies are. Yeah. Uh, or very few remakes are. Um, but at least at least it needs to like um, it needs to um, um, uh, like justify the f- the the uh. The existence, the existence of itself. Like, is this just a cash grab remake, or do they actually have like something new to say, something, something interesting? Did they have an idea more than we can make money off of a Hellraiser name? Because honestly, nah, at this point, I don't think you really can. No, they're. I think they're more trying to revive Pinhead to see if they can keep making money off of it. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. Because it's not like they're trying to do an homage to the original or anything. They're not trying to erase the other movies. No. Or replace all the other sequels. But it does feel like they're, they're like, okay, so it's 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 October. We need to we need a monster. Everyone's doing you know, everyone's done all the monsters that exist, all the cool ones. Let's let's revive Pinhead and see what happens. Yeah. Can we um, compete with uh, Halloween? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's actually kind of funny because this is the uh, the last of the like great '80s monster movie killers to be to be uh, re- remade. Because of course, you yes. know, we had Halloween has had several remakes, so to speak. Yeah. And of course, there was the 2009 Friday the 13th reboot. <coughs> um, yes. Um, Freddy Krueger was rebooted in 2010, I think. Something and then like that. You had you had the the I think uh, fucking great Child's Play uh, remake in 2019. You know, Chucky. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, I think it's on Netflix. You should check it out. I think it's legitimately a great uh, Child's Play or Chucky movie. Anyway, um, <laughs> then of course, uh, who else? Even Candyman was remade recently. Oh yeah, Candyman was remade. You know, he was not a big icon, but yeah. No, but like. Yeah, and this was the last one. Now we have a now we have a remake of, of Pinhead as well. So yeah, now they're all yeah, done. Texas Chainsaw was all oh, right. Remade. Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was remade a couple <coughs> times. Yeah. yeah, 
But yeah, so we, I, we've gone full circle now. Yeah. Let's start over. <laughs> Let's start over. Let's do something else. Let's do something fresh and new. Yes. No. Well, now they can start doing like newer ones. They can, they can like remake uh, Ghostface in ten years. Ooh. And like, not just do like the legacy sequel as the num- the new one is. Uh, Scream Five no. and Scream Six is going to continue that. They can actually reboot. Properly yeah. reboot Ghostface in Scream. It's just going to be called. Well, oh, wasn't this no. one just called? Oh Scream? yeah, it was just called Scream. Okay, damn it. Well, <laughs> but it acknowledged I know the what other you ones. Mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I gotta say, uh, for all the shit we talked about this movie, I mean, we still praised it a lot, but you know, yeah. Um, I think it is at least justifies its existence. It's not just a sure. Ch- it's not just a cash grab. It feels like a real movie. It's just not as good as the original. But like I said in the beginning, no movie ever will be. <laughs> it's 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 not as good as it could have been either in general because it didn't no. have it needed something more and that's lacking in the writing like you said. Yeah. But that's what happens when you involve David S. Gore in your writing. The guy's a hack. <laughs> I don't know why he keeps getting work. Well, because he's attached to like great scripts. That he oh doesn't God, deserve yeah. to be attached to. The guy was, the guy has a writing credit for The Dark Knight, which is just like he said himself, like I don't deserve that. I was just in the room basically, because <laughs> he wrote Batman Begins or part of Batman Begins. Um, and he has oh, a bunch. Right. Of, he, he has a bunch of like uh, credits like that, but the stuff he's written himself is terrible. <laughs> I mean, the guy wrote fucking uh, what's it called, um, the fucking Invisible Guy movie. Oh, shit. Not the latest Invisible Movie. Um, what is it called? Oh, he wrote Jumper. He wrote Blade Trinity, right. Ugh. He did write Blade 2, which is good, and Blade 1, but... Eh. The Crow City of Angels, isn't that the sequel? Yeah, the bad one, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was good until they ruined it. <laughs> yeah. Um, He wrote Man of Steel, which is not a great script. Ew. <laughs> Um, either way, movie. either way, yeah, he's he's not like the the best name to have attached, perhaps. No, even no. though it looks like it based on his uh, credentials. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, you. I guess you you agree. It's still a good movie. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not perfect, yeah. but it's not bad. And I mean, I'm not gonna rewatch it too much, to be honest. No, I don't think I will. Do you think, do you think I, I don't regret seeing it. No, oh no, of course not. I had a fun time watching it, so to speak. Um, but do you think it's gonna have the the staying power? When people talk about Hellraiser, are they gonna talk about uh, no. Hellraiser? You know, the original and this, or they're just gonna talk no. about the original? This one's gonna disappear. Yeah. Because not even if you talk about Pinhead, people are not gonna think about this Pinhead. They're gonna think about the original Pinhead. Yeah, because so. he was Pinhead for like twenty years or no, thirty. Yeah, years and it's almost, it's you know. more of the iconic face and an outfit. This one, although it looks really cool, looks like like his sister or something. Yeah, that's the thing with with like removing removing all sort of male or female features and even not having clothes, just using their skin as clothing. It does make them a little um, hard Lesser, to like. Almost. It's hard to reckon. There's not. There's nothing that sticks. Out. There, yeah. There's no discerning features. Well, yeah, there are. There but... are all the wounds and stuff. But it's like you don't have the the leather the the leather daddy outfit. 
Um, yeah, because Hel- the, the Pinhead was always the guy in leather, at least. Everyone else was less skimpier clothes, right? Yes, yes. He had the whole, like, priest outfit almost. Yeah, that's why they call him the Hell Priest, yeah. Yeah, this one, yeah, you had a skirt. Yes. But where's your priest outfit? Is it yeah. the coins in your neck? That doesn't t- tell me that you're a priest, really. Gotta say, though, uh, Doug Bradley didn't tweet that he was just blown away by the, the design of the new pinhead. And he was Sure. Like, yeah, he was like... I mean, like I said, it looks fantastic, but it doesn't tell me that that's pinhead. Despite all the pins in the head. No. But that's also because, you know, pinhead has become iconic. Yes. The years. Do, you think, do you think they'll ever make a sequel to this one? To kind of continue this timeline, so to speak? Um, I don't know. I don't know how they count revenue and 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 like success on the yeah. streaming services. So I don't know if this makes a good money. It makes good money, then yeah, sure. But can they tell? And do, do you then think they're gonna fall into the same uh, pit as the original franchise and just become a, a stupid slasher franchise, or will they be able to continue this slightly more interesting version of Pinhead? They'll they'll try and continue at least for a, for a couple of movies, but eventually, I mean, quality always kind of Dips. goes downhill eventually. Yeah, but so that's it, the thing, it, like, it'll just be gore. The, it's, the, it's, the aesthetic wouldn't surprise me if it becomes like Saw eventually. Ugh, yeah, but the aesthetic and the mood and the music of this, it just yeah. feels so much more bigger and more impactful than just oh, I'm Pinhead, I'm gonna kill people. So it does because yeah. it has that that. Almost Rabbit religious house. aspect to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because they in- introduce more of the lore without making it too much, so yeah. they can they can absolutely try. But based on when and how it's released and uh, everything else that's released around now, I fear it's gonna kind of fade into the background. Yeah, yeah, I get that feeling too. Because there's a lot of other movies that are being talked about. This one is absolutely was. Um, anticipated because of the trailer but the release kind of came and went a little bit yeah well i don't know but we'll see yeah i guess we'll it's, see. it's maybe we're wrong it's both a good and bad then it's it's good that the movie was not terrible so at least we got a, a pretty good hellraiser movie for the first time in in 40 years or 30 years <laughs> yeah um but it's also sad that you know they had to fucking remake it. Like, leave Pinhead alone. He's been he's been violated too, so many times before in all those <laughs> shitty sequels. I mean, if they just didn't have the pins in the head and just had, like, random people running around with flesh wounds, it didn't have to call it Hellraiser. They're just banking on the name here. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's like we say, like, it's it's okay to take inspiration. Just make something... Change a few quote, details. Quote-unquote original, yeah, and just borrow ideas from other movies. That's what everyone does. Remove the pins, replace the puzzle box, and there you go. Fresh movie. Yeah, exactly. It's not that hard, to be honest. It's not that hard. And people say, this is such an obvious uh, Hellraiser ripoff. Like, yeah, but it's better than most Hellraiser movies. (laughs) Exactly. Are you you really that mad? I guess not. (laughs) Exactly. Anyway, that's going to have to be it for this this, uh, weird episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening and if you're listening to this uh, on Patreon, thank you for supporting us if you're listening to this when it comes out for the for the free audience 
don't forget to check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash don't make a scene where we have <coughs> weekly exclusive episodes. We have commentary tracks. Um, we have early access to my other podcast, The uh, um, the Madness and the Method, which is starting up uh, tomorrow. We're recording the first episode of season two. It's coming out in like November, though, because we're pre-recording a lot. Um, either way, either thank way. you for listening. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. But until then, have a good one. Bye. The Spoiler Cast is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. It is hosted by Tobias Vidin and Rebecca Vidin. Produced and directed by Tobias Vidin. Executive producer is Annika Vidin and Laura Kinney. Also, a huge shout out to all our patrons Laura Kinney, Mom, Dad, Mom and Mac. If you want to join our Patreon, check us out on patreon.com slash don't make a scene. Get exclusive episodes, commentary tracks, and much, much more. Support independent podcasting.